everyone. Welcome back to the Thrive in EDU podcast. I'm Rochelle Danae Poth. This is season three, episode number 11. And if you have been listening to the recent podcast episodes and you've been listening for a while, you may notice something different. I have been using some of my recent uh, Thrive in EDU live streams where we join are joined by a different guest Mondays and Fridays. And we stream out live on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and LinkedIn. And so I've been sharing some of those conversations because they are always uh, enjoyable. We play a game, we have fun, people join in live in our discussions, and they're always available in the recordings for you to go back to as well. But just in case you want to give it a listen, uh, today's episode will have Tim Cavey on. So I hope that you enjoy it and that you will join us in our live show and also continue listening to the podcast. Thanks again and have a wonderful day. Good morning. How is everybody doing today? How are you, Rochelle? Good morning. That went live a lot faster than I thought. I was I was waiting to see like the last image and then I thought, oh wait, we're on a 30 second timer today. So I'm good. It's good to see you. It's uh, it's it's different to be at this time because when we started almost a year ago, we were going live around this time. So yeah, I'm just happy to see you. And you look at you looking, you're looking marvelous today. I love your I am. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And your background. No, I do. I do. Actually, it's so funny that you said that because like I was scrambling to find a place. So we're in Homer, Alaska. We're about five hours away from Anchorage. I think five hours. I could be wrong. Um, and so, yeah, I've been scrambling. That's so nice of you to say, but I'm in my room. I wanted to show you the view, but I was telling Tim or our guest, it's just the, the view is not picture perfect yet because we're in a new neighborhood. But what are you, are you, you're at home. You weren't home earlier this week. You were all over the place. I, yes, I was, I was hanging out in, you know, the virtual space for a while with, with ISTE and I got to do a little quick travel. Yeah. So cool. So it was very nice. It was very nice to be at an in-person conference. So where I didn't really know anybody, but <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. That, I know. I can't even imagine. What conference was that? Model schools conference. In okay, Nashville. cool. Yeah. Nice. So. so if you are watching, I'm sorry, I was like so hyped before and then like mm -hmm. that 30 second thing like calmed me down a little bit. But if you're watching and you're on vacation or you've been traveling or you're at home, let us know. Uh, we have an amazing guest today. Are we ready to bring him up, Rochelle? We are. We are. Do you yep. want to get do you want to give him the introduction? I didn't even ask earlier. You you can you can do it. You've had you've had coffee. <laughs> Okay, sounds good. Sounds All right, good. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna bring Tim Cavey up. He is the founder of Teachers on Fire. He does his podcast. He does his his roundtable. Right, you do a roundtable. That's right. And yeah. you are you really are on fire. You've been doing a lot lately in your community. We're gonna talk about that in a few minutes. Um, but you're just an amazing educator, and you like to be encouraging, and you are hoping to help others like kind of improve and just in meaningful ways. It's so good to see you, Tim. How are you doing and where are you coming live from? Yeah, uh, thank you so much, Melody and Rochelle. It's so good to be here with you this morning. I'm so excited. Uh, I'm coming to you from a hotel in Whistler, which is about two hours from Vancouver. 
And cool. Whistler's Whistler's recent claim to fame is that it was the host of the 2010 Winter Olympics. So it's it's sort of an Aspen. It's like it's like Aspen North is kind of the way to think of this town. That is so cool. And I really enjoyed your photos along the way. And and you went hiking yesterday. That's right. Yeah, we had a massive family hike. Well, I say massive. It was about an hour and a half up the mountain, but just these beautiful, pristine, emerald, turquoise water lakes. And yeah, I, I definitely got my nature fix. And it's part of how I recharge every summer is just taking in the beauty around me. So um, yeah, it was it was a blast. It was really, really good. And we had the perfect weather for it, had the paddleboard out there on the lakes and it was amazing. Those pictures <laughs> were amazing. Like I was so, jealous just look at me just absolutely beautiful I, it, trees i love the trees but just even yeah. just the color of the water and everything oh. so i couldn't i couldn't handle all the like the activities that you were doing i would have to just be sitting somewhere and like observing reading a book and drinking coffee but i would be i would really enjoy being out there in that space so yeah. well that was that was all my boys wanted to do at the lake is just sit in the shade and just watch what was happening and sort of keep asking every half hour are we going back now are we going back now so i was telling melody off air I, i'm got some work to do getting them you know completely on board with the whole hiking thing but you know that's how my friends here feel about me because they all go hiking and they love the outdoors whether it's winter time or summertime they're outside and i am like not there yet not even close <laughs> I am not a hiker. Going up the steps to me on most days feels like I've just gone hiking. <laughs> I love that so much. Um, and so that's, that is really cool. But I love that you are so family oriented and you're recharging and your pictures are amazing. So you got to check them out. You, do you put them on Twitter too, or is it just Facebook? I uh, lately I have been putting a few of them on Twitter and I make these little TikTok uh, compilations of all the highlights. And then I, I threw that up there. So yeah. Uh, breaking breaking the rules a little bit, right? Because photos are supposed to be only on Instagram, but yeah. No, I think it's great. I that is so funny. You're really in everything. That is great. Um, and so that kind of that kind of kind of get, reminds me. We are making shout outs to our community. I want to give a shout out to you. You're really everywhere. You're doing great things all over social media. And we're going to talk about blogging in just a minute. But Rochelle and I decided to make this a part of our Thrive O'Clock, like give shout outs. Is it who wants to start? I know I have people I want to shout out to. Um, and if you're watching and you want to give a shout out to anybody, I will flash your comment up here. So um, let's, let's give some shout outs. Who goes first? I am happy to lead off. Uh, I'll give a shout out to my friend, Brian Carpenter, who is a passionate colleague. I'm sure you've come across him on Twitter and he teaches uh, about 30 minutes away from me, but we seem to, to continually have these connections. And uh, I know uh, knowing him the way that I do, he's going to be out there on the lakes and his big passion is fishing, which I don't share, but I do look forward to connecting in person with him at some point this summer. And uh, speaking of that, actually, we're going to be doing a British Columbia Twitter content creator, educator kind of a meetup in Vancouver. So a few more, a few more names like, uh, let's see, Olivia Chan, Tom Shimmer, yes. and uh, Tim Stevenson, and a few others. Uh, the list could be really long. I'm, my only anxiety is is creating this huge group that I can't possibly reserve tables for. So for the time being, I'm just keeping it to about half a dozen, but I'm really excited to meet. I've never met Livia Chan in person, even though she 
teach is really close to where I teach. So um, yeah, just some of those get togethers are going to be awesome. So shout outs to those fine people. Yes, that's amazing. Awesome. I love that. And you're going to go live when you do that, right? <laughs> you know what? I, I, that wasn't in the plans, but that's not a bad idea. That could be really fun. Well, let me know if you need some help. Um, yes, that sounds great. Did I take it from you, Rochelle? I'm always interrupting you. I'm sorry. No, nope, <laughs> you did not. Well, I want to give shout outs to Ike Ramos, um, Jaquetta Johnson, Dr. Tiffany McCoy, and um, Dr. Desiree Alexander. We had an amazing ISTE um, panel earlier this week, and it was just, it was something that really energized me. So I want to give a shout out to all of them. And um, yeah, I've been, I've been, you know, a lot of people, I love the ISTE live. You can watch it over and over or whatever. So we are getting feedback, but it was pretty amazing to be a part of their panel. And they are amazing educators to follow. And just Nearpod in general. I absolutely love Nearpod. Lindsay Rothfeld, um, did I say her last name right? Rothfeld, yeah. she, is, she is our pioneer um, leader and she's amazing. I want to give her a shout out. So yeah, thanks for letting me have that little minute. What about you, Rochelle? <laughs> I, uh, I did enjoy listening to your session. Was it Saturday afternoon or Sunday afternoon? I forget which one. It was Saturday, you're right. It was Saturday, it was, okay. It was Saturday, yeah. Okay, yeah, because I think yours was before, I had a session on Saturday afternoon as well as part of a panel. But shout outs, let's see here. I'm going to shout out um, James McCrary for helping with the VR session on Wednesday for ISTE and my BFF, Jamie Donnelly, because she's just a little bit chaotic with me sometimes. <laughs> and I'm so thankful for her friendship, but we did, uh, one of my sessions was supposed to be on immersing students in learning with AR, VR and AI. And um, uh, some of the people from ISTE had reached out to see if, if we wanted to do the session in Mozilla Hubs. And I was like, okay, so Jamie and I did that on Wednesday. And you know, some friends that are very supportive that always join in, like Denise Wright is always joining in, David Lockett, Laura Steinbrink, uh, always popping in to support and everything. So giving shout outs to all of those, I think I named five people in that um, as well. So yes. I want to give a shout out to Barbara and Mel for joining us. It's so good to hear from you. Yeah. And so, um, Tim, are you doing any conferences as well? I am not. The only thing I'm involved in right now is a book study on Todd Whitaker's book, What Great Principles Do Differently. And I'm doing that with Michelle Papa. And uh, we're early in, but really enjoying that. Oh, that's great. That, mm. is, that is so cool. And Michelle, um, what, uh, I know you have more conferences coming up. Uh, yeah, I probably do. I mean, this was a busy week. Like last Thursday, I was working on 17 different presentations of sorts. And so uh, a little bit hectic, but Changemaker is one that's coming up. Jesse Levinsky had done that with another, a couple of his friends last year it was Changemaker 2020. Now it's Changemaker 2021. It's totally free. So that'll be available later this month. And there are some other ones that are coming out too, but, um, that's really it for the summer. No, no travel in the foreseeable future, but it, it really was nice to be at an in-person event. So I'm hoping that next year, whenever FETC and TCEA roll around and ISTE next summer that, uh, oh, Mal, you're <laughs> hilarious, that uh, we can be back in person because just, you know, I didn't really know anybody this week, but um, just to be in a room and like see a presenter and people from other places and schools talking and uh, connecting. And it wasn't in a bad, a bad location either. So <laughs> just throw that out there. And that is so cool. And Mel says she's flying to Bogota first doing a 
Oh my gosh, she's doing wow. a rafting trip. Oh, that is so cool, Mel. Bogota, Bogota. But yeah. What did I, say? I, I was. What did I, say? I let her slide as a Spanish teacher. <laughs> no, no. I was just letting it go. <laughs> tell me, tell me what I said. I want to say it again. Bogota. What did I? Say? Yeah. Now yeah. I can, now, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that is so great. And another thing that we're going to be talking about is the purpose of blogging. And um, are you blogging about all your conferences and your? You know what? Here, I am like. I do you ever get like your brain just like stops? That's where I am right now. So y'all take over. <laughs> okay. So the purpose of blogging. So I will, I'll leave this one off just quickly because Tim had done twice, right? You had on a Saturday where we were, I think Mel sent hers in and me too. We were like, oh yeah, we're going to put, we had no idea that you were going to go through and kind of look at them and, and evaluate. And then you invited me to be on one of them right. with you, but yeah. it was, I really enjoyed it, like seeing other people's blogs and so forth. Yeah. And uh, so anything that you wanna share with blogging, because I know that like our good friend Fonz, it was on uh, last Friday, I think it was, he has been blogging a lot and it comes through the Teachers on Fire, right? Mm -hmm. On Medium and um, just getting up and going with blogging. So Mel is probably coming back in, but so how much do you blog? What is your, advice about blogging or if you want to talk about when you did those two episodes and looking at blogs like what to look for i will i yeah, will yeah. stop there <laughs> yeah thank you for that setup there are so many directions we can go but i'll start with the purpose and actually george gross has written really well about this but just the power of reflection and the power of insight that comes when we actually take the time to write about our own practice it seems kind of obvious, but I think most educators don't actually ever do that. Uh, maybe they are required to here or there, but even then it's, it's rare. So just the, just the value and the, uh, you know, selfishly the way it uh, pours back into you and into your practice is really, really powerful. So I'm always encouraging educators to write about their practice, even if it was a blunder even if it's something you're struggling with, you know, other educators are going to resonate with your journey and they're going to find value in what you are sharing and what you're processing. So you're right. We did a couple of these blog reviews and I think they were more intense than, than the two of you <laughs> were ready for, but you were good sports and the purpose. And by the way, we're doing a third round tomorrow and Jillian has agreed to come on with me. So we're going to be looking at more blogs tomorrow. Um, and Again, the, the feedback should all be kind, specific, and helpful. So we're not looking to obviously uh, make anyone feel bad, but hopefully uh, encourage and, hey, give some uh, helpful suggestions like consider changing the font size here or your messaging here or headlines. Um, I wrote recently about how can you make a blog post that is compelling and effective, one that has a headline that actually lets people know what the post is going to be about, and having that, uh, having those professional looking images from Unsplash or other sources. And there are just little things you can do, tags, uh, making it SEO friendly, little things you can do to actually make your post findable, searchable, mm -hmm. which is really, really important because I think a lot of teachers out there are, let's say, writing about their practice. They're trying it once or twice, but it's maybe not in the most thoughtful, intentional way, which is fine. I'd rather they write than not write. But there are ways, little strategies that we can use to actually make that post, uh, again, findable by other educators. So, yeah, I, I, 
I'm not going to pump up the my medium involvement too much because I know Rochelle wants people to contribute to her blog as well. So I, I don't want to take away from that. But yes, there are many places, uh, the, the people here on this panel, others who would be happy to publish your work, help promote your work. And uh, we are all willing and able, if you're watching this live or on the replay and you're thinking about doing some writing this summer, get in touch with any of the three of us. We're all passionate about it. And I think one of you asked at some point, like, what is my goal in terms of writing regularity? I would love to be putting out a piece a week. I've been a little snowed under here in the month of June, but as soon as I get back from this little mini family vacation, I'm going to get back to it and I can't wait. Yeah, that's a uh, wait. If I lost math. Yes. No, and I'm sorry. I, I literally, I couldn't put two thoughts together, y'all. So thank you for taking over. That was great. And everybody is saying that these are very helpful. And I liked your last blog a lot, Tim. So Thanks. I'm going to flash that up one more time. And I love that Rochelle is taking guest posts. Um, and I've read several of hers. And so I'm going to also flash that up again, because if you like, if you're just getting started and you haven't built up your own blog, um, you know, and you just kind of want to get a taste for it, it is kind of good to, to guest blog for somebody else, you know, mm -hmm. and then, and then sometimes, cause I guest blog a lot for like Alice Keeler because I, I work with her so much. And then I need to make a post where I just put all of my guest blogs because that's where I guest blog. I, I blog for her more regularly now than I do my own, which I feel that's what I felt like when you were, when you went your first live with your blogs, you know, I was like, Oh my gosh, you know, I need to, I need to remember my own blog because her blog and my blog are very different. And what do you guys think that your purpose is for blogging? What is your, Number one purpose of blogging. Hmm. Number one purpose. I mean, I'd love to hear Rochelle's thoughts on this. I think, as I said at the top, it's really first and foremost about me as an educator and articulating my own journey and sort of clarifying my own thoughts. So sometimes if there's an issue that I've been really wrestling with or something I've been noticing for some time, that's the time to write and just sort of expand my thoughts. And it's so satisfying. I'm sure the two of you find the same to sort of find that time to just sit down and unpack in a logical way, because it, you know, when it's in your brain, it's a hamster wheel to just unpack in a logical way. Why do I think this practice is important? Why do I think this strategy needs to change? Why do I think, or, or why am I having trouble in this particular area? And so when we do that, yeah, the, that's the first thing that comes to my mind is it's helpful just for the author. And I think that's really comforting because then we don't have to worry so much about the, uh, the audience or the numbers. We can know that it's going to be a valuable practice, even if no one reads it. Now, having said that, we don't want to keep writing if no one's reading. I mean, personally, that's, that's sort of where I, so, so there are other reasons to, to write as well. But mm -hmm. Rochelle, what are, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I agree with like what you said too. Uh, for me, when I started, it was just sharing what I was doing. I didn't even know what a blog was, what it meant at first. It just sounded cool to be a blogger. And that goes back like five years ago. But I started uh, for Teach Thought actually, and they were just taking guest submissions. And Terry Hike that was, is with Teach Thought, you know, I think I did maybe seven or eight of them. And I would just share like, I did try project-based learning or here are some tools I'm using for assessment. And put those out there and then I created my own site. And I think that I was doing, I don't, I don't know, I have a binder where I actually for a long time was printing out the blogs that I had written. Just, I don't know why, just that it was easier to find them. There. But 
my initial purpose was just sharing the ideas that I was doing in my classroom, but also as a way to reflect on what I was doing in my classroom and put it out there. And it's unnerving at first because you don't know how people are going to respond to it or if you have a lot of errors in your grammar or anything, but we're always learning. And so we have to do that and build our own writing skills as well. But in the past probably three years, since I do write for other publications, I don't necessarily sit down and write a blog specific for like my blog, which is why I started to take guest blogs about, I guess, two years ago now. I opened that up and I tell you what, for the longest time, I couldn't keep up. There were so many coming in on my list. I have a spreadsheet and I mean, I was like two months behind, even though I was pushing out two per week. Now I haven't had as many lately, which I'm assuming because like people are just tired and taking a break and I've been trying to supplement it with mine, but I just think it, it, it's great to share. I mean, it's great for us for reflective practice because we're writing about our experiences or we're sharing our ideas and then um, to help other, other educators that might be struggling to find an idea or something to be able to read something go, Oh yeah, you know what? I'm feeling the same thing. I'm not alone. And then maybe it encourages them to write or even if it's not blogging, I mean, starting a podcast because then you can even turn your podcast into a blog or vice versa. I mean, that's another little hack that's out there. And, it, and the other thing too is with blogging, this is totally not in alignment with what your original question was, but it, it can just be short things. It doesn't have to be an official blog site. Like, have have post-it notes or notepads around your classroom and after you do something in class like jot that down and put them together and then maybe at some point you turn it into a blog but I very rarely sit down and actually just type I'm usually walking and talking and using the voice to text and fix all the weird words and there's your blog yeah I love that and I want to say so Juan says that reflecting learning improving um, is, is his, his reason to blog. And I love that Laura said that she keeps all of hers in a Wakelet collection. That is so great. Um, and Mel is just being hilarious. On another note, does Tim have a green screen or is that his natural surroundings? <laughs> I think it's his natural surroundings. She's so funny. This is not, this is not natural, Mel. But Mel, I want to see that blog about your sad reflections. That sounds like too. it would be some really good reading. Thank you for saying that. Yeah, I do too, Mel. Pull yeah. it back up. Yes, um, y'all, it is getting close to time. Do we want to keep talking about blogging? Do we want to do some family feud? What are you feeling like? Can I throw in just some uh, really good tips? Yes, for of course, yeah. Tim. Uh, I hope you do. Some quick value, um, just to make sure my visit here actually uh, has some significance. Um, so the the things that we are looking for in the in the live blog reviews that I've been doing are yes. these six things. So if you're a blogger, a writer, you've been doing a little bit of it, and you have your own site, here's some things to think about. Number one, branding and URL. Is your URL easy to remember? Is it easy to find? So I advise or I suggest getting rid of the wordpress.com or the wix.com or whatever it might be and actually shelling out the $15 or whatever it costs to get rid of that. Uh, number two, is the content helpful? Number three, is the design appealing and accessible? Number four, is the navigation easy to understand? Number five, stickiness. Is it easy for me as a visitor to follow and subscribe? I think that one is really important. And actually, that's the reason I'm not a huge fan of some sites like Blogspot or others mm -hmm. that are out there that I just can't see any way to subscribe or follow. So if you're expecting people to continually, you know, sort of of their own initiative, visit your site, I think um, that's not ideal. 
And then number six is the about page clear. Is it clear who you are and is it written in the third person? And that tip about the third person comes from my friend, Jeff Bradbury, home of TeacherCast, who says, you know, Google, if you just say, you know, if you title your about page, this is who I am, Google doesn't know what that means. But if you say, um, who is Tim Cavey? Well, now Google can interpret that and people searching for that will find that page. So yeah, just a few things to think about. That came a little fast and furious, but thought I would throw that in there. I love those and I was yeah. gonna try to type it out, but you you did go really fast. <laughs> but I love that. So, and, and I agree about the URL, but if you're just starting out and right. you're just using a free account, you are gonna have the WordPress or the Blogspot on there. And it may not be something that you wanna invest in until you know that you're gonna do it regularly. Good point, I agree, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So, and what do you guys, I do use WordPress. What do you guys use? WordPress. Yeah, I'm on WordPress for teachersonfire.net, which needs a lot of work, but uh, lately I've been doing my writing on medium.com. The one nice thing about medium, medium gets in front of a lot of eyeballs uh, just the nature of the circulation and the curation. So people can sign up for digests and topics. And so they will see your articles, even if they don't follow you. And then the other thing about Medium is that there is some compensation based on the traffic that comes to the post. And so usually that's not, we're not talking big dollars, but hey, uh, any teacher can appreciate a little bit of side income, right? Right. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. And I love that Laura says that she uses MailChimp for the subscribe by email and then WordPress um, has the internal follow options. That's great. Yeah. And um, I don't know if it's Gerard or Jared, but good information yeah. to take our blog to the next level. So, okay, it's Gerard, okay. And Mel says Medium has a nice format. So yeah, that's sure. great. I mean, we yeah. can continue, we can continue. I love blogging. Um, why did you guys decide? I mean, I know Rochelle, you said that you started guest blogging and I did the same. I was guest blogging, especially for different ed tech companies like um, Vocabulary and the Nearpod. Um, and that's kind of what got me started. I was like, I, if I'm writing for other people, why can't I write for myself? Um, Tim, what got you, um, what was that thing that you know made you decide to start blogging? It's been so long that I honestly can't remember. Uh, I've been blogging even since, you know, I was actually writing web pages in HTML. So that's going back, uh, <laughs> yeah. I feel like a couple of decades, but it is. I, I, I mean, there it's, it's, I guess the short answer is there's just a lot of power in it and I'll just leave mm -hmm. it at that for now. That's the short answer, but it just does a lot of good things. So mm -hmm. yeah, I would encourage, I, again, I think it's, it's an amazing step for any educator. I know not all will do it, but the more, the merrier. Definitely. Yeah. And I actually prefer to read blogs um, than watch YouTubes because I can read mm -hmm. a lot faster than I can get through a YouTube. So that is my preferred way of learning. I don't know. Every is yeah, every platform has its place, right? And Gary V talks about this. Um, you know, some people will prefer to always watch video. Other people will prefer to read. Um, you can, it's a little harder to watch video on your phone when you're standing in the Costco lineup, but you can read a blog, <laughs> right? Um, mm -hmm. So, right. And, and you can listen to content when you're working out. So sometimes podcasts are a little more ideal. So, I mean, I think Rochelle hinted at this earlier, but it, that's another piece too. If you are already doing the writing, consider mm -hmm. recording your blog post and, and putting it out on a podcast. You can do that for free just on your phone very, very easily using the Anchor app. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, lots of lots of cool opportunities out there today. Yeah, definitely. And, and with Tim, tomorrow you and Jillian are going to be yeah. looking at different. Can people submit their blogs if they want you to yeah. check them out? 
Yeah, absolutely. If you're watching this today with us, if you're joining us, first of all, thank you for watching and interacting with the show. And yeah, absolutely. If uh, you would like to show up in, in our next round of live blog reviews, I've got the very similar show to Mel's and Rochelle's. And we air tomorrow at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern. And we'd be happy to feature your blog. And you'll be able to see how we see it as first-time visitors and uh, and get our reactions. So can they, yeah, can they tweet you or find you on Facebook? Yeah, I think you, you've got my, uh, my Twitter handles running there at the bottom. And that's great. Just DM me on Twitter. If you're not on Twitter, I've got the same handles on Instagram. So... You're probably on one of the two. I'm hoping, <laughs> <laughs> or or on Facebook, whatever it is. I'm hopefully on every platform. I've got some kind of a presence, and yeah. All right, awesome. And let's see. Juan says um, that is a good tip. I've been doing the video to audio. That is great. Yeah, awesome. Mm-hmm. So thank well, you for tuning in. And Juan says audio to blog. That's another interesting option. Oh, I, I was yeah. thinking I was thinking blog to audio actually, but may, mm-hmm. maybe maybe that can go two ways. Yep, definitely. Thank you, Laura. Yes. Oh, how did you feel, Laura, when he reviewed yours? Where I, I would when you first <laughs> review, I was like, oh my gosh, because I was just like, hey, I do I do write a blog. Um, but I was I was really convicted about my blog. Like I need to be keeping up with it. So, Laura, <laughs> how did how did it make you feel? I'm Con- just curious. Convicted is such a heavy word, Mel. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. No, you know. Yeah. Like, ho- I'm really hoping again that uh, any educate any writer wants to improve, and I know my blog needs a ton of help. I'm actually considering hiring somebody to give me like a professional looking blog. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. yeah. you, you visit, you visit some of these like big time content creators and their sites look so amazing. So I know. yeah, it was a bit nerve wracking. That's mm-hmm. probably a better. Yeah. Laura, but Laura, you, thank you so much. You're a good sport. She really is. She uh-huh. is awesome. Thank you for being honest. Well, that is about it to our show. I want to respect everybody's time. Do you guys have any last words um, before we say goodbye? Uh, do we not, do we not have time for Family Feud? Yeah. It's, it's okay. Like, I mean, we can, but it's going to go past. Do you want to do Family Feud? Let's can do we it. do two questions? Sure, sure, we can. Okay, all right. We can't have a Friday. We're not here next week at all. People will be like, no, the Family Feud is on summer break. I got to see what this is like. Okay, <laughs> and if you if you are watching, please join in. Um, we would love to have you join in. Since it's been super hot lately, oh, we have a comment coming in. Um, since it's been super hot lately, give me a phrase containing the word hot. And there are six answers. So if you watch Family Feud, you know, they usually ask a hundred people. And so they take like, we have six top answers. So what do you think? Give me a phrase containing the word hot. Can we just shout them out? Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're not taking turns here. Okay. It's, (laughs) it's getting hot in here. Um, that is that that actually is. Ah. Oh, I like <laughs> that's that. Really answer. good. That it's is a good answer. Yeah. Um, it's so hot you could fry an egg. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> that's in there. No. It <laughs> uh, it's hot as the surface of the sun. I don't know. Don't are count you, that one. Yeah, I was don't gonna say. You, oh, Laura just hit. Laura hit number one. Hot was, tamale was number no one. Way. Hot tamale. Yeah, 
Hot tamales, number one. Hot potato. Um, no, don't count that one. Don't count that one. It's a joke. Um, Can I give one? you an old school one? Yes, please. Yeah. Hot to trot. Oh, it's such a good answer, but sorry. Oh my gosh, this one's tough. I mean, I can think of one, but if I, I tell know. you the answers, if I tell you if the answers, you're going to be like hitting your head. Wait, wait. Okay, yeah, go for it. Okay, it. so this. Number one was what Laura said, and she's a fan of family food. I, I would be on your team, Laura. Um, number two is hot dog. Oh. Number uh, three, obviously. some like it hot. Number four, outside. Does, it, does anybody say it's hot outside? Uh -uh. And I missed it. I just okay. assume that's what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, and then number five is hot sauce. And number six is that's hot. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm actually not hitting my head because I, I would not gotten those ever. Okay, yes. Okay, this is this is kind of like summer break. These I picked the ones that have like a summer break theme. Okay. Tell me what you think is the most boring state in America. <laughs> we're going to be feeling anybody because they live We're going to be super state. offensive now. No, let's do it. it let's is it, yeah. Isn't it North Dakota? That is number one. Wow. Oh, uh, Ohio. Drop it like it's hot. <laughs> Drop um, it like Ohio. <laughs> Ohio is not oh. on there. Sorry for all the Ohio. Kansas is number three. Good job, Laura. Kansas oh, wow. is number three. North Dakota is number one. Kansas is number three. Okay, we're going for here. top six here. Mm -hmm. um, yep. Uh, what is she, North Dakota is not boring. I know, right? It's just the perceived notion. <laughs> is Laura you, in North Dakota? She's, no, in, she's Missouri. in Missouri. Okay. And Missouri's not on the list. I'm yeah. from, okay, Gerard says Montana. Um, no, 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 actually. Montana's got beautiful mountains. Yeah. Um, Vermont. Nebraska is number two. Uh, oh, Andrew's from Nebraska. Uh, Wyoming. Yeah. And. Wait, Iowa, Idaho. Iowa and Idaho are on the list, and there's one you haven't named yet. Yep, Iowa is on there. Be Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's not. How can it be, be Pennsylvania? Utah. It is Utah. It is indeed Utah. Oh, it is. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I wouldn't have said goes, Okay. It goes North Dakota, Nebraska, Kansas, Idaho, Iowa, Utah. That is, yeah. Utah has the salt flats, right? I, to me, that's a dream to get there. But Yeah. Anyway. Oh. Mississippi is not on the list. So sorry. You guys want to do one more? I'm down for one more. All right. It's all about it's all about Rochelle's schedule, right? Yeah. No. Um, Rochelle, are you game for one more, Rochelle? It's not about my schedule. It's the only thing I have today now for the rest of the day. So okay. Um. Okay. This is this is kind of summary too. She says, "Wow, what a list." Yes. And Idaho is awesome. Utah has amazing. They do. This is just perceived. So let's not, you know, let's, we're not making it personal. It's all good. Sorry, we're not Name, up on it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Name something you find sand in after a day at the beach. Oh, Shoes. everything. <laughs> Towels. Towels. Mm -hmm. Phone. Books. Yeah. Uh, 
I'm going to have to be putting the X's up. These are good answers, but towel is only the one that you've said, except everything. You have to be more clear. If I were a family feud judge, I'd have to say you need to be more specific. Oh, okay. <laughs> so what does uh, everything encompass? Yeah. Bathing suit. I mean, yes. Bathing suit is number two. Okay. Butt crack is not on here. I would have thought that because in real life, guys, <laughs> thanks you know for sharing that there. one. I'm just TMI, saying, TMI. You know, carpet. That's true. Wherever you are. Oh sure. yeah, that's but that's not on here. Your car. It's vehicle is not on here. Hmm. But you know, we're we're realistically thinking. So, um, okay. We, we, gosh, we got a lot of people coming in. I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, that when you're on the beach, it's everywhere. But so think about on your person. Think about on your person. Oh. In your nose, in your mouth. I, mean, I guess most people <laughs> might have it in their hair, but. Thank you. Yes. Right. Yes. <laughs> I can't really relate, but. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. But yes, hair and body is one of them. Um, okay. Oh God, we got toes. some coming in. Toes for sure. Yeah. That's body. We'll say that was a body hair. Yep. Okay. Now you guys, mm -hmm. now you're on the right track. Okay. Think about, um, somebody said feet, but what do you put on your feet? Flip flops, shoes. Or Sandals. shoes. Yes. Oh, shoes I said shoes a long time ago. Oh, yeah. Hair. I think it was the yeah, first thing hair. I said. Then you are number one. You are number right. one. And, finally, and we said, finally. Yes. Do you want me to just tell you? Because of sure. sandals. Yes. Okay. So number one was shoes, clothes. Number two is swimsuit. Three, towel blanket. No, I don't. Did we say towels? Maybe we did. Mm -hmm. Hair, body, shell, a shell. Oh, yeah. Oh. Take shells back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a beach bag, which I'm not sure what a beach bag is. A bag and, you take to the beach, like a purse. Like, oh, bag, yeah. Yeah. Know? Okay. Oh. Yeah. 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 Okay. Thank you. Yeah. He said shoes. And then last is your money, your wallet. So uh, boom. Yeah. Send in your wallet. That would be a first. Okay. Everywhere. Yeah. I know. Right. I can't even believe butt crack wasn't on there. That is just crazy. I mean, <laughs> oh my God. Sorry, Rochelle. Uh, I'm going to put my flavor. Today is July 2nd. It is I forgot day. So I'm going to forget that you said that twice. That's great because I like totally had a brain moment where I couldn't even think. Oh yeah, thank you, Laura Bagwood. Yes, I a beach bag. I don't know why it just seemed foreign to my. But you're right, y'all. It is. It's a, it's a thing. But anyway, thank you guys so much for joining in. Whether you were joining in from you know somewhere around the world or Tim, thank you for being our guest. It was a yeah. great, great show about blogging, and I loved everything that you shared. Are there any last words before we say goodbye? Just get out there and do some writing and, and share it with the world and watch what happens. It'll, it'll only bring good things. So thank you so much, Melody and Rochelle, for letting me hang out today. It was a lot of fun. And I yeah. continue to enjoy uh, watching your shows whenever I can. <laughs> and uh, I'll connect again with you soon. Yeah, great to have awesome. you. Thanks. Yes, and same to you. I love your shows and everything you put out there. All right, everybody, have a great um, weekend. If you're traveling or you're celebrating, um, yes, have fun too, Laura. Thank you so much for joining in. Bye, everybody. Bye.